This is Rusky Daoud, Principal Analyst at Risk Assessment Firm Mayor Risk LLC, and I am also the editor of the North Africa Journal. Welcome to Mary's Podcasts, where we discuss the root causes of instability in Africa and in the Middle East. Greetings. So this brief podcast today focuses on some of the most important events in North Africa and in the Sahel that we are monitoring as of Friday the 23rd of December 2022. So this is a sort of week in review that we will attempt to do uh, as regularly as we can. Well, this week was dominated by a couple of big events. Uh, the first is the political stalemate in Tunisia. And the second is about the collapse of a peace deal that was signed some seven years ago by the government of Mali and rebel groups in the north. Each of these events are harbingers of some problems ahead. Uh, let me start with Mali first, where armed groups opposed to the government, mostly Tuareg groups in the north, suspended a peace deal signed in 2015 after lengthy talks led by Algeria. Uh, the groups are part of a regional alliance called uh, the Coordination of the Azawad Movements, or CMA. Uh, they have been complaining that the central government based in Bamako showed essentially no interest in implementing the peace agreement including, uh, among other things, changing the constitution that would grant some level of autonomy to the north. Now, the group uh, also complained about the worsening security climate in the center and in the north, and Bamako's inability to secure the region, in particular in and around uh, Menaka, Gao, and Timbuktu, where uh, humanitarian crisis has reached alarming levels. Now, the situation in the region has been bad this week, as in the past, with two UN peacekeepers essentially killed in Timbuktu. Uh, four others were wounded when attackers opened fire on a police patrol. The victims were Nigerians, including a, one woman. Elsewhere in the region, a worker with the humanitarian group Doctors Without Borders, Médecins Sans Frontières, or MSF, was kidnapped this week, specifically in Gao. The victim is a, an African national. The security environment is so bad in the region that Germany is threatening to withdraw its troops from Mali within two years. Uh, the Germans say troops will stay there only if Bamako allows them to operate freely and elections are held. German troops are in Mali as part of uh, the UN peacekeeping mission there and have been involved in uh, a number of things, including reconnaissance missions. The jihadi movement, which started in Mali, has now spread into neighboring nations, uh, deeply destabilizing countries like Burkina Faso and, and others. Gambia, which is not part of the Sahel, but uh, is in West Africa, is getting also deeper into political turmoil, uh, announcing this week that it had thwarted a coup attempt uh, and arrested four soldiers. The same drama, as you know, happened in Mali, happened in, in nearby Guinea, happened in Burkina Faso and elsewhere with regimes uh, in the Sahel and West Africa region completely unable to govern, confirming that particularly the Sahel comprises mostly of failed states. Let's go to the Maghreb region now, where we are monitoring the situation in Tunisia, where the turnout for last week's parliamentary elections was below 12%. Uh, pressure has been growing on President Qais Sayed, 
with the opposition calling for his resignation. Opposition figures say the, uh, the outcome of the election uh, means that the president, quote-unquote, lost legitimacy, insisting that the president has no public support to govern the country. Uh, this comes as Kais Sayed has been pushing for more presidential power, uh, creating uproar in the opposition. Among his most consequential acts uh, is the uh, dismissal of the government in uh, July 2021 and the freezing uh, of parliamentary activity. Appearing more confrontational and in effort to deflate some of the calls to resign, President Sayed's stance uh, this week continues to, to harden with the police arresting former Prime Minister Ali Larayed. Larayed happens to be the second in command in the conservative Islamist Nahda party. He has been a very uh, vocal opponent. Now, the authorities alleged that Larayed, who served as prime minister in 2013 and in 2014, conspired to send thousands of young Tunisian men to strengthen the ranks of Islamic insurgents in the Middle East and in Libya. What irks Sayed is that in Nahda, just like other opposition parties, have boycotted the vote of last week. The opposition says that the arrest was part of efforts to distract. Regardless, the, the, the political environment in Tunisia is greatly suffering as we're now exiting 2022 and entering another year of uncertainty. A nearby Libya is facing a also tumultuous 2023 ahead as the country is still drowning in its own crises. This week, 17 people were sentenced to death after a court in Tripoli said that they joined the Islamic State group and operated on its behalf with alleged attacks perpetrated in and around Sabrata. Uh, murders and atrocities were not just committed by Islamic State operative. This week, uh, Amnesty International accused an elite force headed by Saddam uh, Haftar, the son of warlord Khalifa Haftar in Libya, of committing war crimes. Amnesty named uh, the elite group as the Tariq bin Ziyad armed group as the one uh, that it is accusing. Finally, on the economic front, Algeria criticized uh, this week the European Union's uh, price cap on natural, natural gas. The gas giant says the price ceiling could have adverse effect on uh, investment outlook, with Algeria needing billions of dollars to boost its production. The criticism came from the country's energy minister, Mohamed Darkab. Uh, in Egypt, authorities have been on damage control mode uh, over a proposed law that would have uh, set up or would set up a sovereign wealth fund that would reduce the state sovereignty over the Suez Canal which, as you know, account for nearly 10% of the global maritime trade. In an effort to ease fear, Suez Canal authorities have been talking to the press, saying that the canal cannot be, and I'm quoting here, sold, leased, or borrowed for collateral, uh, as reported by AFP. But the Sovereign Wealth Fund would bring investments in large projects, and that's how Egypt seeks to alleviate sort of the stress over what could happen to uh, the, the canal. So what else are we working on? Well, uh, for our premium subscribers and clients, we will be releasing in the week to come two analyses uh, with their podcasts focused on North Africa's seasonal labor work in, in Europe, or whether, whether Morocco could attract more Hollywood dollars to film in its location. Until then, thank you for listening and happy holidays. 
Thank you for listening. To subscribe to our podcast series, please visit mea-risk.com slash audio. That is mea-risk.com slash audio to find out more. If you are interested in a six-month trial for our critical incident awareness and notification system, please visit shield-alert.com. That is shield-alert.com. Until our next podcast, thank you and goodbye.